I often say to people, I think church is one of the best places to go to. Amen, Bazalon. More so if God is doing some wonderful work and some great work. I believe this is going to be a different year for you. And uh, I was laughing and in the back there. I was looking at some of the tweets. And, uh, you know, some of you people out there are very naughty. And here's a tweet that goes, LOL, you know, laugh out loud. Just had a gogo at church greet me with a kiss saying, hashtag good morning. <laughs> and they end the tweet by saying, I love my charismatic church, shame. <laughs> but you know, it's a powerful thing to be in the presence of the Lord. And, and uh, the January for us is such an important month in terms of the vision of our church. And uh, in terms of us being equipped for the work of God, today, we want to uh, talk just briefly about the areas we want to focus on. You know, this, this kind of session doesn't seem to be very exciting for people. You know, the 7 o'clock people really disappointed me. There was a, there was a, there was a drought of amens. <laughs> so I hope, I, I know some of you are in the 7 o'clock. So you are not saying amen. Even if you're in the 7, no, I never heard your amen. And you are sitting right here in front and I never heard your amen. So I'm hoping you can be an improvement to those people. However, yeah, you see now, you are not even an improvement at all. See now the way you are doing. However, we do this, Pastor because we would love for you to know things that we will be focusing in in a particular year. Now, remember, this does not in any way change all the other things that we do as a church in terms of our vision. They continue. However, each and every year we want to zero in on specific things. Uh, because we feel that way we can be able to achieve certain things. You know, if you, if you have 20 goals for this year, it's more than likely you might not be able to do even half of them. So we just want to say just a few things. It's four areas that we want to focus on, and I'd love for you to write these down so that you can pray for them, pray about them, and also be involved in those things. Can I hear an amen in the house? Yeah. want to use as a subtitle, Obedient to the heavenly vision. Whatever vision God gives us, it's imperative that we become obedient to it. God wants us to obey what he tells us to do. Remember, when God tells you he's not suggesting, okay, he is giving a command. And we need to obey what God is telling us. In Acts 26 verse 19, Paul says as he stands before King Agrippa, whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision. Paul says to Agrippa, you know, I obeyed what God told me. I became obedient to the heavenly vision. And in Psalms 127 verse 1, a song of decrees for Solomon, it reads, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city the watchman waketh but in vain. So we want to obey what God has told us. We want to build what God has ordered us to build. We want to do it God's way, not our way. Can I hear an amen to that? And in Luke chapter 2, I love this one. Jesus and his parents had traveled to Jerusalem for a particular feast. And the Bible says, and then they went back leave in Jerusalem to go back to wherever they were staying at the time. 
And the Bible tells us that as they left, Jesus wasn't among them. And they came back after a day's journey or so to look for Jesus. And when they found him, they found him in the temple among the religious leaders of the law. And then they asked him, oh, Munna, why didn't you come with us? You know, why didn't you follow us? And in Luke 2, 49, and I don't have any other translation that says it better than this one. So we will read it in this translation. It says, and he said unto them, how is it that you sought me? In other words, how is it that you are looking for me? Didn't you know that I must be about my father's business? Jesus says, I must be about my father's business. Uh, Jesus is simply saying, I have to concern myself with whatever is God's concern. Whatever God wants me to do, that's what I must do. I must be about my father's business. Are you seeing the scriptures on the Okay, I must be about my father's business. So, we need to be obedient to the vision. Vision must be obeyed. We can only build according to God's plan and we should focus on our father's business. Can I hear an amen, Bazalan? All right now, so let's talk about the areas of focus for 2016. What are we going to be focusing on? Now remember what we said, it's not the only areas we're going to focus on, we've got many other areas, but we really want to highlight these ones. The first area of focus will be being evangelistically potent, or evangelistic potency. When we talk about you being potent, we talk about you being powerful and strong. We want to be powerful and strong when it comes to reaching the lost. Can I hear an amen, Bazala? We want to be powerful and strong when it comes to reaching the lost. In Mark 16, 15, it says, He said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's what Jesus is saying. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So we have been given an assignment to preach the gospel to every creature. The number one reason why Jesus came is to seek and to save the lost. And if that is the reason why Jesus came, that should be the reason why we exist as a church. The Bible says, for this purpose, the Son of Man was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. But Salana, if we don't win the lost, then we have forgotten what the church is about. If we don't put that as a priority, then we don't know why we are here. That is the number one and the most important thing. You see, some of you don't think it's important. That's why you're not saying anything right now. Look at your neighbor who didn't say amen. You see, you see now, he's talking about you. That is the number one and the most important thing to seek and to save the lost. We should be winning the lost every Sunday, winning the lost during the week. We should be winning the lost everywhere we go. Every one of us should be a soul winner. We should have programs that look at winning the loss. Can I hear an amen? amen? And so this year we have decided that between now and our Good Friday celebration, we are going to have 15. Somebody say 15. 15. Say it again. 15. We're going to have 15 congregational outreaches. One, five, 15. So we're going to be having Three outreaches going on at the same time in three different venues. And we're going to make sure that we reach people and we get people saved through the congregational outreaches. We expect to see you there in the name of the Lord. 
Not only do we expect to see you there, we expect to see you anakazoing people. Can I hear an amen? amen? Ask your neighbor, what does anakazo mean? Just explain to them, explain to your neighbor. If you don't know, I just feel sorry for you. Just ask, tell them, what, do you, what does anakazo mean? Yeah, so we expect you to anakazo people. All right. So we're going to have 15 congregational outreaches. You know, it's three nights where we preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. We preach about Jesus' death on the cross. We preach about why people must be saved. We preach about why does it matter for people to receive Christ. We tell them how people can save themselves from going to hell. And we not only preach, we pray for the sick that they should be healed by the power of God. It's going to be happening in three different venues. We'll give you more details about that. Number two, we are looking forward to our Good Friday celebration at the Orlando Stadium. And because of that, we have ensured this year that we make proper arrangements for transportation so that at the different venues close to where you are, we can arrange that transport should be available. This year, our amount for the tickets, as you pay for the tickets, we're going to make sure that we find a way in which there could be a provision for transportation. We obviously will need to raise more money and finance that transportation, but we want people to be aware that we are working very hard of ensuring that there is transportation in that area. So when you buy the ticket, you've got to know that we're going to do our level best to make sure. So we're going to be talking uh, as leaders, uh, and in the different churches, we want to find a way in which people can have transport available. One of the challenges, but a lot of that is there during Good Friday, is that the Pascal fella, Diaco Pulukwan. You know that, man. You know that right now, you know that. So, so you need to help us, Barcelona. There are some other smaller bus companies or people by Lady Iveco and so on, but we want to make sure that uh, uh, people can be able to access the stadium. So we are working with the cell groups and we are working with all our churches that in that vicinity, there can be a, 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 a the transport that will leave from there to the stadium and back to that venue so that you don't have to struggle cut transport at all. And remember, we have to consider the fact that we have people coming from Cape Town, we have people coming from Port Elizabeth, we have people coming from Pulukwane, so we'll have to try our level best, Bazalana, to raise some funding concerning that, all right? What we want to do, Bazalana, is to fill the stadium with people who are hungry for God. We want to see a maximum a, a harvest for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah, just look at this picture, Bazalana. This year, this is how we look like in the stadium. Hey! Now, if we can look like that this year, last year rather, can you imagine how we can look like this year? Huh? There's thousands of people. This is you. Some of you in California, if you can zoom in, you can see you right there. Sit there. This, this is not from her. This is our picture from the stadium. That's what, now, what we want to do, Bazalana, is to fill even that grass. You see all where that's green there? We want to see faces of people all over this there. All right? And not only that, with time, most probably, go to a bigger venue. So that this becomes one of the biggest events where we win the largest amount of people to the Lord. Can I hear an amen? You see all those people? Oh, by Inkile picture. 
There. You see all those people there next to the, next to the stage? That was the, the, just a few people who got saved on Good Friday. I think if I'm not wrong, that group there was close to more than 3,000 people if I'm not wrong. It was, it was more than 3,000 on Good Friday. Eh? 2.6, 2,600 people who were there. So we want to see more people. Somebody say, it's possible. It's possible. Look at that picture there and say, it's possible. it's possible. Tell your neighbor, it's possible. It's possible. Look at your other neighbor and say, it's possible. it's possible. They don't believe you. Look at them and say, it's doable. It's doable. Say it again, it's doable. it's doable. Look at your other neighbor and say, it is doable. It's doable. Tell them again, it's doable. But it's only doable and it's only possible when you do your part. If you don't invite, if you don't have a castle, if you don't bring, then we won't have that picture there. Oh, there. Okay, we won't have that. But we want to have more of that. Why, Bazalan? Because lost people matter to God. Amen. Amen. And if the church doesn't win the lost, then the church has forgotten what it is there for. Can I hear an Amen. The second area of focus for this year is we want to build prevailing churches. And we are using the expression prevailing church because Jesus said in Matthew 16, he said, upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So we want to build prevailing churches. Somebody say prevailing churches. In Exodus 25 verse 8, God says to Moses, let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. Let them make me a sanctuary. So we are going to expand our physical presence in different areas. We want to locate ourselves in different places by having churches, by buying buildings, Buying property, building churches. We want to be there, present in the community. Already, towards the end of last year, we have bought several buildings, church buildings. We've already bought a place in Vetpuorki. Church building in Vetpuorki. Where is it? There it is. Wow. Bought and paid for cash because you gave to the. Are you, are you not? You are not excited to see. You are not. You are not. You are not excited to see that, huh? Yeah. So we negotiated with this. Why? Because our. I'm sure the people in Vetpurki must be very happy. Actually, you know, because the, the church that we're using in Vetpurki is full now. So we need a bigger building. And so there's a church not far. This church is next door to our present church. So we bought next door because that church is bigger than the other one. It sits more people than the other one. So we will use this one for the main auditorium and use the other one for our children's church and other things. Isn't that just exciting? Oh, come on, somebody. Ow! Be excited. Ow! So we have bought a church in Vetpurki. We also have bought a church in Linden. Yeah, where is this? There it is. In Linden. Well, that, 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 that's not me there. 
That's the, 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 the bishop, the pastor of the church. We've already bought it. We've already uh, paid everything for it. And uh, we are moving into Linden. So we'll be announcing. So it should be in the next few weeks or so. Maybe February or somewhere. Uh, is, is it February now? Uh, March, 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 March. And then February, what do you March. Something like that. Yeah. As soon as we register, Amen. Amen. And then as well, we have bought a church in Ranfontaine. Where was it? <laughs> yeah. You see, Basalana, all the offering that you are giving, all the money that you are offering and giving, and your faithfulness and your loyalty in that, we are able to do that by the grace of God. Amen. Tell your neighbor who has not been sure about us. You know, Basalana, had it not been for your faithful giving and for your commitment, we wouldn't be. And you know the nice thing, Basalana? By the grace of God, we bought them cash. No loan, no anything. No anything. No anything. This one, this one is also exciting because it also has another building. Just that we don't have a proper picture for you. It also has another building. Eh? Do they have it at the back? They, 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 they have it. They don't seem to have it. Did you give them? Okay, maybe they will show. It's got a fruit and veg as well. No, no, we're not going to sell fruit and vegetables. <laughs> but the, but the, build, the building is so nice. It's such a beautiful auditorium. It's actually bigger than this one inside. I think it can take about 2,000 people or something like that. It's, it's a, yeah, yeah. Shabaya, give the Lord a big hand. Amen. And then we've also bought a church in Terfontaine. I don't think we have the picture there. Okay, I hear you. Okay. We, we don't have the picture. So, we will, so what we want you to know, Vazalan, is that we are buying churches. So we are asking you now, Vazalan, if you, if you see any building on sale, piece of land on sale, that sizable, tell us. But please don't find out if it's so, because I, I got in trouble last year. Somebody told us that there was a certain church that was on sale, and I phoned. Hey! The pastor was not impressed with me at all. You know, so I got the news from somebody. So, so Rakopa, please, please verify your information. Nah? Don't get us into trouble. You know, it's so important that we locate ourselves physically, because it's becoming more and more and more challenging for churches to have buildings. These days, development doesn't include church sites. All these developments that you see all over, they don't, they, don't, they, don't, they don't necessarily reserve any place for the churches. And even when you go and get the site, it is so expensive and the requirements are so difficult sometimes. I mean, like our church in Midrand, you know, we, we bought that place, we're trying to renovate the place, and we've had so many delays, so many delays. You know, they want this, they want this. They, now, we all want to comply. You know that. We will be the first one to comply. But sometimes some of these officials are difficult. Pray for them. God will help them. I'm telling you, some of these people are very difficult. The requirements they make are so impossible. You know, now we are told we have to rezone the place. You know, 
And the place is being used. You know, hotels are used for church services. They are rented out. But now that we want to comply, now they put, hey, mercy, Jesus. Forever. So, Basalana, it's important. And I'm telling, I'm telling most of the leaders, the pastors, I say, wherever is possible, buy land, buy buildings. Yeah, locate yourself in places. Because I'm telling you, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, in some places it's going to be very difficult to have a place to have a church. I'm telling you. Because of the way development is being done these days, it's done in a certain way. And some of the communities, when you get there, I mean, I was looking at some community in Kasi Naimi, but it's some upmarket, some upper class community, and you'll find people who were advantaged are the ones who have churches there. Because they used to own, their grandfather owned a farm, and at least they could cut out and build a very expensive church, you know. I was next to some city, Kaika. There's a certain city that has been built in the North Kamo, some city. There's a church next to that city. But you try and build, buy anything around that, just the land alone. Find just a piece of land, one hectare, they may say five million or ten million. It's a lot of money. I'm telling you, Basarana, it's challenging to do church work. So we need to be very intentional. In Soweto here, even if we are expanding, Soweto is built up. If you want to build a church, you either buy an old shop, huh? change it, or you, 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 you do something. In schools now, some schools are no longer keen to have churches operate from the schools. The school governing bodies, some of them are no longer happy. Because of course, some church people have not represented the church well. And I understand. But there's also other factors and other forces at play that are there. So you need to pray about this, Barcelona. You know, we can all say we're planting churches, we're planting churches, but the big question is, will we be able to locate ourselves? Imagine if we can have churches that are prevailing everywhere. Churches that can be salt and light. Churches that can be a change agent. Churches that can be the hope of the world. Churches that can transform their own society. Can you imagine? Places where we can preach the gospel. People can get saved. A church can be a beacon of hope in that community. Can I hear an amen in the house? Yeah, we want to locate ourselves. Also, Basalana, we are starting building programs. As I've already mentioned, in some places we have delays. Huge delays. And please forgive us when it's delaying. Please forgive us. It's not, it's not something that is within our control. Some of these things, it's very challenging, the requirements that are there, you know. So we will be building this year at the, next to the Waterfall Estate. We haven't dedicated it yet. We wanted to sort out certain things, but we will go there. We wanted to see that place. It's... We want to build a church there. Next to... Uh, uh, not next to... We are really right there, next to inside, somewhere via the Waterfall Estate. That's where we are. Also, we are starting a building program in Caltonville, and I'm sure the Caltonville people will be glad. Because as well, you know, we, we, had, we got that side years ago, and uh, we wanted to start with the other programs, and there has been so many delays. However, Basala, in spite of all the delays, I'm, I'm definite you are aware that we have started construction in Protea Glen. There's the picture there. So construction has already started in Protea Glen. We will be dedicating our church. We are trusting God that maybe sometime March, maybe April, May, somewhere there, because quite a lot of work has already gone into it. 
and uh, there was a lot of requirements, this and that and that, and all these requirements go with money. I'm telling you, Basalana, I'm telling you to do church work is very challenging. It's not easy. It's not easy. And it's good when we are a whole group and we are a whole organization and we work together because we can use our combined resources. Because our church in, in Pratyat land, they couldn't be able to do that on their own. Our income there, it does not match what we're doing. You know? Many of our churches, that's the situation. We, we, we're doing stuff, but it's nice to be one family. You know? You know this thing, you want to independent. It doesn't work very easy. It's, not, it's, it's nice to say it. But there are certain realities to doing church work. And when it comes to the, to the, to the resources, the, 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 the power of resources, you see, there are churches where, I mean, we are, we are planting churches, we already have a church in Sloverville, it's an informal settlement. We can't expect the people in Sloverville to be able to afford all that money. We can't. They will give, we'll always challenge people to do what they can, give the best they can, but they can only give so much. So, I'm looking forward to us building a church in Sloverville. Oh, somebody shout hallelujah in the house. Yeah. But you see, that's the power of being a family. You know, how I wish I knew these things when I started years ago. We would have started on this route of planting churches 32 years ago. Yeah, we tried, but we tried to do it in a semi-independent, dependent, auto-dependent collaboration thing. You know, that doesn't work. But now we know. Hallelujah. So, we've started building. So, and so to be able to plant these prevailing churches, it means we must train more pastors. So we are going to be training more pastors this year. Somebody shout hallelujah. When we planted our church in Terrefontaine there, you know, and we put Bahamufukeng, uh, Murtimufukeng over at the church there and our pastors there, you know, the spirit of God moved in such a powerful way and we challenged people who sensed that God is talking to them about becoming pastors in our church. And we had several people come to the front, you know, who said we want to become pastors, you know. Every one of you should be saying, hallelujah, I want to be a pastor of the church. Look at your neighbor and say, you need to be a pastor. I can see it in your eyes. See it in your eyes. No, 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 no. Look at them and say, you need to be a pastor. Look at her, look at her. They need to be a pastor, yeah, yeah. She needs to be a pastor. Tell her this one. Tell her she needs to be a pastor. You need to be a pastor. Yeah. Amen. You know, Basalama, it's, let me be honest with you. It's not impossible being a pastor. All you need is to be trained. And because of the way we are structured and you are serving within a family, it's, it's different. Everybody can be a pastor. The Bible says, many are called. Many are called. Many are called. Not few, many are called. Many are called. Maraire, few are chosen. The reason few are chosen is because only few make themselves available. Only few are willing to pay the price and go through the trading. There's more of a likelihood that you are called into the ministry. Now, I know some of you what you heard. I didn't say you must leave your job. That's not what I said. We have many of our pastors who are serving and they have a full-time job. There's nothing wrong with that. 
You can still go on. You can still be a bank manager. You can be a CEO of a company. You can still be a medical doctor. You can be an engineer. You can be a, 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 a house manager. You can be whatever, a carpenter, whatever you are, and still be a pastor. Look at your neighbor who's unbelieving and say, he's talking to you and he's talking about you. Yeah. 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 Many are called. Many are called. Many are called. Many are called. Think about it, Barcelona. If you look at the population of the world, huh? there are millions of people who are awaiting to hear the gospel. Yeah. All the churches that are watching, let me just use Soweto as an example. It can be Midrand, it can be Orange Farm, it can be anywhere. If you think about the populations of these areas where we are, there's millions of people who don't go to church on a Sunday morning. Yeah. I can guarantee you there's more people walking up and down the malls right now as I speak than there are in attendance in the church. Yeah. Yeah. And if there's a rugby match somewhere, or a cricket match somewhere, or a soccer match somewhere, and if it's going on right now, there's more people there, most likely, than there are in our churches. What gives us the idea that more people don't need to be reached with the gospel? And how will they be reached? The question is asked, how will they hear without a preacher? Romans chapter 10. How will they know without a preacher? And you are the preacher. Now that you're quiet, I'm going to keep saying it. You are the preacher. You are the preacher. Look at the preacher next to you and say, Preacher, why are you not saying amen? You are the preacher. Yeah. Yeah. She's the preacher. I like her. She's the preacher. You are the preacher, my dear. Yeah. You are the preacher. Look at your neighbor and say, You are the preacher. Look at them again. They don't believe you. Look at them and say, You are the preacher. Somebody must look at that brother over there. Tell him he's the preacher. Look at him say, you are the preacher. You are the preacher. Yeah. Many are called. 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 Don't harden your heart, my brother, my sister. Don't say no to the call of God. There's no other life better than giving all your life. To the, to the purposes of God. There's no other life much higher than serving God. What a privilege to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at that person next to you and say, you are the preacher. Look at them and say, you are called into the ministry. Tell them, don't say no. You know, some of you are looking at yourself and I'm too young or I'm too old or I'm too tall, I'm too short, I'm too male, I'm too female, you know, I'm too undereducated, too overeducated, too something. You are not too anything. You are the person that God is calling into the ministry. Many are called. Many are called. Many are called. Many are called. We should be having 5,000 pastors. Next time when I stand here, I should be preaching to pastors only in the church. Many are called. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to be training more pastors. May the Lord speak to you. May the Lord give you sleepless nights. Yeah. May my ohalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalal
Yeah, may the Lord shake you out of your comfort zone. May God talk to you about staying at the entry level. Panting entry level. Panting. Yeah. May the Lord speak to you. See, some of you, you don't think God can use you. Because you look at your deficiencies. Yeah, I will. T.D. Jake says, God doesn't call the qualifier. But God qualifies the called. God is not looking for any title. God is not looking for anything that's natural. He's looking for somebody who is available. All that God wants you to say is, here am I, Lord. Here am I, Lord. Here am I, Lord. Send me. If I don't know how to preach, you will teach me how to preach. If I don't know what the anointing is, you will teach me what the anointing is. Can I hear an amen? God's not looking for people with special titles or special anything. God always takes the weak things of this world to confound the wise. God always fills those who feel that they are nobodies and he fills them with his power. Can I hear an amen? God's just looking for people with hungry hearts who are available. Yeah. You can be bivocational too. Be a bank manager, come on, and a pastor, come on. A medical doctor, come on, and a mfundisi, come on. An engineer, come on, and a mfundisi, come on. A business person, come on, and a mfundisi, come on. I see you being bivocational in the name of Jesus. Oh! And with time, the, 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 the passion for the work of God takes over. I was talking with someone last year who their passion for the things of God just take over, and they said, no. I'm focusing more on the ministry now. I've, I have enough money. In, in fact, they said, making money doesn't satisfy me anymore. I see that coming to pass in your life, in Jesus' name. You must be careful what you say amen to some of you. But we're going to train more pastors. And not only that, we're going to plant more churches. We're going to have a church coming up in Dubai this year. Oh. And then we want to give more support in capacitating our starting churches. I've been thinking about some things, and maybe I'll say it now. I, I didn't write it down. Uh, but you know, we, we are noticing now as we start churches, we need to give them a lot of support, which we are giving. But even a lot of more support in training. And, and so on. And some of our pastors are so glad. I saw them here in the morning. They come to the 7 o'clock service to come and feed some more and run to the church. You know, years ago, we used to have a service here that we used to host at, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I don't know how many of you remember that service. I've been thinking about that service again. I don't know. We may, we may not. But I'm just thinking, if we can have a specific service where we capacitate our leaders more, you know, but also with these churches, we are giving them more support, training this, doing this. We would love for all our churches to be really strong in the name of the Lord. Can I hear an amen? amen. And then we, we also noticed that if we were to link up the cell groups with the branches in a specific locality, it will help us to be more effective in shepherding.
Let me give you an example, Bazalana. And you know, we must always try to reflect on where we come from as a church. Okay. Our history is that we started as one local church, right? And we operated from the one place and we had people coming from all over. And then as we've grown, we've planted churches, go. We started first Sunning Hill, now we're in Midrand, and then we've moved Kuala, we've got Orange Farm, and so on. We started Orange Farm Pili, and, and so on. So, so now certain dynamics come into play. You find people who stay in Orange Farm, but they fellowship in Pimville. Right? So even when we start a church in Orange Farm, they still prefer to come to Pimville. Or we have people who stay in Pimville, they prefer to attend Orange Farm for a church service. Now, I, I am of the opinion that we shouldn't force people which local church to attend. Okay, I, 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 I think going to a specific local church, it's a, it's a choice people make. At least by more grace. At least by ye more Now, now, the only, the only, the only challenge we have now is with cell groups. Because cell groups are supposed to have an influence in that particular locality, right? So the best is for all the cell groups in a particular locality to be managed from a specific local church that is in that locality. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Am I, am I making sense to you? So what we are looking at this year is for the cell leaders in that locality, in terms of the cell group, to give a report to the pastor who is in that area. Now, whether the cell leader, okena mole or mole, it's immaterial. But for administrative purposes of the cell groups, due to the kind of activities we want to do through cells, we want the report to come there. I'll give you an example. Here we are now, we are talking about arranging transportation for our Good Friday. So what we want to do, we want the pastor there, together with the cell leaders, the pastor to lead the cell leaders so that they agree as to the pickup points. So it only makes sense for that to be administrated from that area. Are you understanding what I'm saying? But where the cell leader attends church or the people attend, it's immaterial. They can go to any grace. Are you understanding? But that also creates another problem, which is, Whatever local church you attend, make sure if you move from one church to another church, you inform your pastors so that they give you a document of transfer. Okay? We don't want people who don't belong anywhere but a knocky grace coffee. <laughs> Look at anybody say, Trada. <laughs> now, you, you, you must belong to a specific local church. We had a challenge here in Pinville that when we started some of the churches because of their proximity, and many of those people used to come to Pinville. When we started those churches, the people moved to those churches, but they never informed the pastors here, Pastor Gegele, Pastor Matole, they never informed them to say we are transferring. So they just moved in Jenna without saying anything. So we don't know. Now, that's a problem because some people, not everybody was around, some people they prefer to leave because they've caused problems. No, you're not one of them, so you can say amen. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they caused problems here, and they moved there. So when they get there, the pastor, without knowing,
takes those people and puts them into leadership. And they cause the same problems there that they caused here. So we, we, we insist that people must report. They must tell us so that we give a letter of transfer. That if you were, I mean, I'll give an example. We have some of our musicians. If one of them moved to another church and they were involved in the worship, when they get to the other church, we want them to be still involved in the worship. Are you understanding what I'm saying, Bazalan? So that it's just a smooth transfer. So we want to ask you as members, please, to be aware of that. Look at your neighbor and say, please be aware of that. Wherever you are moving to, you must take a letter of transfer and take it to the pastors or to whatever department deals with that so that it can be properly processed. But we want to be involved in effective shepherding. Number three, we want to be a beacon of hope in our communities. A beacon of hope in our communities. Matthew 5.14 says, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. The church is the hope of the world. Can you say it with me again? The church. Say it again. Say it one more time. Now, one, one, one thing which is the most important is the salvation of people. People being filled with the Holy Spirit. People being in the ministry and so on. However, Bazalan, as part and parcel of the community... There are activities that we do as a church that you're all aware of wherein we are ministering to our community. They may not be the main thing, okay? They may not necessarily be the, the thing, but we do do them. They are part of the vision that we have. For instance, yesterday, we got involved in the uh, campaign of cleaning schools. And for those of you who went to clean the schools, may the Lord bless you. And for those of you who didn't go to clean the schools, may the Lord have mercy on you. But you know, we feel, Basalana, we need to preach the gospel through good deeds as well. All right. When we do good deeds to people, it gives us an opportunity for us to share the gospel to them. We're not saying that's the only way, or that's the, it's not the main way in any way, but it's part of the ways, all right? Uh, this year, all our social programs that we're doing continue. For instance, we are still going to have our Achievers Awards. I heard you clapping about the Achievers Awards later, so we're going to have that. And we decided that this year when we go to Marikana, we're going to visit several households where we're going to take those food parcels to the specific house. We're going to avoid going to the stadium because when we go to the stadium and we distribute food there, we get swamped by people. And some of the people somehow cheat on the process. They go into the queue more than once. And so other people end up running out of food when other people have got more than they should be receiving. So we'll not only, we'll go to house to house, spend time with people there, reach out to them, spend time with that family, and so on. So we're going to arrange that program that way. We are also going to be building a hope empowerment center. Now, many of you may not, I don't know if you know, maybe some of you might not be aware. Uh, we, we used to have owned six hectares of land uh, next to Paraguanath at that informal settlement, Yamutsua Lady. And when the informal settlement started, government came to us to buy that land from us. Okay. 
And then, of course, we seem not to have any say about it. And we then said to them, all right, we understand we can't say no. You can buy it, but you got to keep one hectare for us, which they did keep. Our goal is to build a center called Hope Empowerment Center. In this Hope Empowerment Center, there are different programs that will be community-based that we're going to be doing from this center. Wherein we're going to give people skills development, we're going to assist people to access certain resources to government, we're going to help people in terms of uh, poverty alleviation and all kinds of programs which we will tell you about. We are in partnership with Crossroads and we're going to be building this center and we feel we want it to be really beautiful. The way we build, you know, we like to build beautiful buildings. We want this place to be so beautiful and to be such a beacon of hope there. And we will be operating from there. And we, we are also thinking that we will ensure that it's designed such that there can also be a community hall because there's no community hall in that area. Nothing at all. And of course, we will have a church there, of course. Which is very, very important. And then we want you to be aware that we are in the process this year of, we are starting a process of uh, having a school as a church, all right? Oh, I thought you'll be happy about that. You're not happy, so let, let's leave that one alone. We have considered this for many years, and we think it will really be good for us to have a school. And that process will be starting. We obviously have to start from scratch, and we've already made all the negotiations and all the processes. You know these things take time. But we want to sensitize you that the process has started. And so we truly want to make sure that we, uh, we become that place that can give hope to our communities. Number four, and finally, we want to fulfill our national and international mandate. Acts 1.8, Jesus says, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and into the uttermost parts of the earth. Our role and what we should do in the ministry should not be confined only to our local churches. And it shouldn't be confined only in Gauteng either. We should go beyond Gauteng, beyond South Africa, and even beyond Africa. And so we want you to be aware that as a church, we are very, very committed in doing that. And we're going to be doing this following programs. First of all, we are launching a national ministerial covering body. This ministerial covering body has been brewing now for the last six years or so, wherein there are ministers in the country who have looked to us to assist them in training them, to help them in structuring their churches, to teach and give empowerment in terms of running churches that are prevailing. And many of them, much as their churches are standalone churches, independent churches, they regard us as their spiritual parents. And I've been going to these churches, we've assisted many of them in training them, training their leaders. Some we have prayed for them, ordained them into the ministry. 
We are involved in doing leadership conferences, which I have done now for many years. We believe, Barcelona, the greatest place to be is to live beyond yourself. Whatever grace that God has placed upon us can be shared with others. We are not going to other churches from a standpoint of being superior to them. But we are going to them from the standpoint of saying, we also learned from other people. We were also assisted by other people. And we want to do the same thing. And it's been, a, it's been the greatest joy for me, Barcelona, to travel around our country, to have these three-day leadership sessions, and spend time with pastors, talk about church growth, talk about church planting, talk about prevailing churches, you know, wherein they've asked open questions about anything that we do in the ministry. Some of them have come here and asked us, can we have this document on this? Can you help us to structure our leadership training? Can you show us how you do discipleship course? How do you start uh, Women of Destiny? How do you run your men? How's your children's ministry? Can you have your teachers come and train us? Can you have your youth leaders come and train us? Can you have your musicians come and train our musicians? Can we come there and sit under the leadership and observe what you do? The greatest place to be is to live beyond yourself. The greatest place in Christ is not to be blessed, but to be a blessing. And we as a church, this year, will be launching that covering body. We will be doing it and, and you'll be told about it so that you can come and see. There are many, many ministers, particularly starting churches, most of them charismatic churches. These men and women have a genuine call of God. God's called them to the ministry. Some have gone to college, some have not gone to college, but they don't know how to do church. They are looking somewhere to be assisted in how to do church. We are saying we will share with them how we got to where we got. Because what we have done is no secret at all. And what is happening among us is not because we are special people in any way. They can learn what we learned and they can have ministries like this one, if not better ministries than this one. Can I hear an amen in the house? So I'm going to be involved in that a lot. Traveling around the country as well, in different provinces, where I will also be hosting these leadership conferences. I've been doing it now for several years. We're going to structure it even more this year. And what many of the pastors have asked me is for us to use neutral venues, where we are the ones who plan the conference. Because sometimes when you use somebody's church, other people don't come because it's in somebody's church. You know how it goes. Church politics. So we will just look for neutral venues where we are hosting these conferences and these training conferences. I believe that the time for a move of God is upon our country. I believe that there are many men and women out there who are genuinely called of God. All they need is to be shown how to channel that anointing by the power of God. And we want to contribute in that. Secondly, Vazalana, we have partnered with different organizations. As you know, this afternoon we have a prayer meeting here. We have partnered with the Soweto Ministers Fraternal to have an influence in Soweto here. We've partnered with other people. We are working together with the South African Council of Churches. Many of the national programs that are there that deal with national issues were involved with that. You know now we, we are going to be having... Uh, uh, the ISI here, we work very, very closely, cl closely rather with the Lighthouse. We work very closely with Bishop Dark Hewitt Mills. We, 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 we love for them to come and do the program here. 
they're using the venue. It's an ISI program. They're using this venue, and we're partnering with people from our continent. We're also working with Crossroads. We're working with Willow Creek, and all these, base, these are based in the U.S. So we are saying as a church, Bazalan, our influence should go beyond our walls, beyond our localities, beyond our countries. Can I hear an amen? We have been given a mission by God to go to the uttermost parts of the earth. So what is your role in this? Just a few things. Number one, pray for us. Please pray for us. Now that you've written down our areas of focus and you are aware of what we're doing this year, pray for us. Lay hands on it, marinate it in prayer, remember it all the time, pray for us. Secondly, find your place in supporting the vision. Everybody can play a role. Find your place. Look at your neighbor who's not saying amen and say, neighbor, you need to find your place. Find your place. What do I mean? When we have programs, attend. Okay. When we have outreaches, attend. Don't just attend. Anakazo. When we go to the stadium, be there. On Sunday, be at church, at training programs, be there. When we make an altar call for pastors, be there. Attend. Number two, volunteer. You know what makes any church work anywhere in the world is the volunteers that come to give of their time, give of their resources, give of their skill for free. You know, it's such a blessing every time we come to church and when we come in for parking, you know, to see all those nice young people there, you know, directing the traffic with a smile on their face. You know? You know, I mean, even during the crossover service and even during the prayer, these are days that are outside our normal programs, you know, and you see them there. And I like it when it's this young people, you know, there's this young lady there. She stands and she smiles, directing the traffic. This young guy who stands right at the top there, you know, I'm one of these guys who, hey, I just saw some taller. Yo. Yo. You know, there's many ways to be used of God. Many ways to be used of God. Give of your time. Give of your resources. You know, or you are involved in the church to help us as a finance person. To help us as a legal person. You know. Give of your time. Volunteer. Give your resources. Support the vision with finance. As you know, whether people give or they don't give, it's never a condition for membership here. That's why we don't write down any money next to anybody's name. So that it's all free will. Okay, so we'll never force anybody to give. However, we ask you to develop the discipline of supporting the vision of the church. It needs a lot of money. And thank you for supporting. But you realize this vision is very big. It needs a lot of money. So give of your resources. And Basalana, when everybody does their part, then the work of God can be done. It reminds me of Nehemiah 4.6, when Nehemiah says, so we built the wall, and all the wall was joined together unto the half thereof, for the people had a mind to work. Say it with me, for the people, for the people. Had, a had a mind to work. Look at the people next to you and say, for the people, for the people. had a mind to work.
turn and look at the other people next to you and say, for the people had the mind to work. You know, where I appreciated the fact that people have bought into the vision of the church and they are contributing to that vision is when we went to the CRL Commission last year. CRL Commission last year. And as we said there, giving an account, you know, I was so glad that as a pastor and as the founder of the church, I could tell them what our vision is. Tell them what we're about as a church. Explain to them why we do what we do. And then we had the finance people explain how we do finances. How we're accountable with money. And then we had our legal people explaining some of the legal things they wanted to know from us. And we had people who are doing projects explaining how we do the stadium event. And, and, and the things that we buy. And as I sat there, I thought, Chinek, this is the church at its best. Yeah. You see, you see, you see, you see, you see some of you, you, you may be tempted to look down upon your contribution. But you see, if, 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 if the finance people didn't show us how to administer our finance, if they didn't give advice and get involved with us, if the legal people didn't run around registering us, making sure we comply, huh? if, if, if all of the people there didn't come to the party and assist us, and if we as pastors were not committed to what God has told us, faithful to the vision, committed, and if we didn't express our vision and ask people to come and help us, then the CRL would have never said, your report is impressive. But you see, it becomes a prevailing church because you are participating in it. Bazalana, the church is the only place in the world where we all gather together under one banner of the name of Jesus. That no matter who we are, what our experiences are, side by side we can serve. Side by side, we can coordinate and cooperate in a great vision. Side by side, we can have people called into the ministry, people who have qualified highly at school, those who didn't, rich, poor people, tall people, short people, all kinds of people, all colors, you know, everything, you know, people who are too whatever and too whatever and never whatever and whatever, whatever, side by side. You know, the church is the greatest miracle. That's why I tell people, in the church, we must only exalt the name of Jesus Christ. All of us here, we are here to serve God. We are here to give off our lives to God. We are here to make sure that the vision of God, the vision of the church is accomplished. And what a privilege it is, Bazalon. So I'm calling to many of you here today. May 2016 be the year where you get out of entry level. Where you get involved. Yeah, your contribution. Basalana, you know, some of you, you may think it's so simple. You may think it's so simple. It's, it's such a small thing. But I've had people who've told me, came to the church, and what struck them was the parking attendant who showed them where to park their car. They said, huh? These people, they care for us. And then when they came in, there was a nice usher who smiled. 
You know, nothing, nothing. We haven't started preaching yet. And when they came and sat down, the person who sang that first song. Yeah. And then we the announcement. So tell me, I announce a hand. announcement thing. And then the worship came, and then the offering came, and then by the time the preaching comes, their heart is wide open, man. Yeah. 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 Every one of you, you can be used by God. I'm telling you. And the reason ministries can have the impact they should have. Is because God is using. And I'm listening Shem, to the children there. Can you imagine our children's church teachers taking care of our children? Huh? Huh? Yeah. For some of you, it would be difficult. It would be difficult to focus with your four-year-old here or your three-year-old here. Hey, Thank you, Jesus. That's very difficult. But, 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 but look how undisturbed you are. Because there's somebody out there. That's why you need to be nice to them. I ask you today, go to our children's church teachers and tell them how much you appreciate them. As you leave today, go to the ushers. You know these ushers, you know I like them so much. These young people of ours. I like them. Look at all these young people. Look at them. You know, they're saving us. They're going and always smiling. You know, sometimes Rabba Chika and they smile. Sometimes some of you live Shapaka Zingzong. Kibona was Shapaka Zingzong the other day. And then come Kimono Umu. Everybody was Alana. All these camera guys, these young people, look at them. Look at her. Look at her. Give her a big hand, Bazalama camera. Look at look at them. Look at them. Look at him over there, Bazalana. Give them a big hand. All of them. The guys in the sound desk there, on the sound desk there, there's a whole group there. It's a syndicate. The sound, and then they are there in the control room. They're the ones, those of you who are watching wherever, they're the ones who are mixing stuff and whatever. Hey! It's amazing. Yeah, there are people who are manning. The, the, in the youth hall, they are there. There's people in the parents' room. Those of you in the dome, you are enjoying the service. It's the young people in there. This is not from me. This is from them. I just told them what I'm preaching. They are making me look nice. They look like I know what I'm doing. I don't know how they did this. But it saves us the day they stand before God. Listen. God's going to give them their reward. Jesus taught a simple teaching. Very simple and most people didn't understand it. And what he was showing in that teaching is that our rewards are going to be given to us on the basis of our faithfulness to the task. Mamela, 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 mamela. So, whatever task was yours, you're going to get an equal reward. So, if my task was to just do this, and I was faithful in doing this, this person is going to get the same reward as me who's preaching to people. 
Ah, you missed that. 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 Jesus did that parable. Jesus did that parable of people who came late to work and they were employed late. And those who were employed late were given the same money as those who worked for a long time. Those who worked for a long time, they said, Ha, Aruna Khalarasabetsa. These ones were Tilemaban. And Jesus says, No, no, they were faithful. God is looking for faithfulness. That's all. No matter how small your task, be faithful. These ashes, you, you, you think I'm going to get a bigger crown than yours? Wrong, son. You're going to get a crown just like mine. But that is if I'm faithful. Yeah. So everybody here, you can give of your life to serve the Lord. Can I hear an amen? Bow your heads, please. Father, we want to serve you. We want to do your will. We thank you for the privilege of calling us. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed, please. Right where you are. Heads bowed, eyes closed. People not moving around, please. Nobody moving around. Just give us a few minutes, please. This is an important time. It's not a time to rush and leave the service. It's an important time. Now, those of you who are here today, as yet, you haven't committed your lives to Christ. You want to invite Christ into your life to be the Savior and the Lord of your life. You've heard God's word this morning. You want to ask Jesus to come into your life and make you a child of God. You realize your life is not right before God. Though you do all the religious things, you are not really changed and transformed and Jesus is not real in your life. But today, you want to invite Christ into your life. That it should come into your heart to be the Savior and the Lord of your life. And you want us to pray with you. Our heads bowed, our eyes closed. If you need prayer, would you just raise your hand right where you are? I'd like to pray for you. Thank you for those hands. Raise it all over the place. Raise it, raise it, raise it. Right where you are, in that auditorium, wherever you are, you also raise your hand. Just raise it high. I want to invite Christ into my life. Thank you so much for those hands. I want to ask all the people who raise their hands in all the venues, would you stand on your feet, please, right where you are? Just stand right where you are. Just stand on your feet. If you raised your hand, go ahead and stand on your feet. Thank you. Thank you. You can put your hands down. Just stand on your feet. Just stand on your feet. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. I see people in the dome there, people in the foyer. Probably we have people there in the youth hall. We have people in some of the places where you're watching my screen, wherever you are. Cape Town, Port Elizabeth, Pulukwane, wherever, Midrand, Orange Farm, wherever you are, you stand on your feet. I want to pray for you because Jesus came for this purpose, to seek and to save those who are lost. I want to ask you as the musicians give us a song. I'm asking you to come from where you are standing and walk to the front of that building. And please don't leave any of your belongings behind. Take all of them. Just come to the front. If you're in a building, walk to the front of that building. Take your belongings. Just walk to the front, please. Don't leave any of your belongings behind for safekeeping. Give them a very powerful hand as they come. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody, give them a powerful hand as they come. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you so much, every one of you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for 
raising your hands and walking all the way to the front. It's not the easiest thing to do. You know, many people get embarrassed when they have to make a decision for God, you know. And yet people make a stand for all kinds of crazy things in the world. And yet they find some embarrassment when it comes to God. But it's not the same when it comes to you. Thank you for your courage and your boldness to acknowledge that you need God's help. And when we turn to God, God will never disappoint us. God will never, ever, in any way, turn his back on us. He will always receive us. And so I'm going to lead you in a prayer. I ask you to follow me in that prayer and make it your own prayer, please, all right? It's a prayer of commitment to Christ. And after we've prayed with you, we're going to take you to your counseling room to counsel with you for a few minutes. And, and after the counselors are done, service is over. You don't have to come back. The service is over. But you're more than welcome to come back and join us again in the next services. You are very welcome to come in next week, Sunday. If you are looking for a local church and you don't have one, uh, by all means, I'd be glad to be your pastor. You are more than welcome. It would be a great privilege for, for me to be your pastor and to be your leader. Thank you. All of you, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. By your hands, please close your eyes and, and follow me in the prayer as the congregation joins us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. I invite Jesus Christ to come into my heart to be the Savior and the Lord of my life. Thank you for hearing my prayer and for coming into my heart and for making me a child of God. In Jesus' name, amen.